baby, stay up all night with the things you could do. You won't, but you might. The potential you'll be that you'll never see. The promises you'll only make. Drink up with me now and forget all about the pressure. Them away, the images stuck in your head. People, you've been before that you don't want around anymore. They push and shove and won't bend to your will. I'll keep them still. Drink up.
gold to blue. You told the truth. I cried. You flew. You called me mad. And I am mad. As a hammer. Some fall in love. Some fall in love. I shatter. It's real good. Um, so, Maximum Summer has come to an end. And Tears. as such, Tears. so is the show. <laughs> Sorry, I just... Oh my God. We'll get some beer. We'll be all right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, Cured. anyway, we're going to go get some beer after we play one more song. Um, you're not invited, unless uh, you know you are. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. But I'm going to tell you real quick what you've been hearing. Uh, let's see. Uh, you just heard the Magnetic Fields with Eye Shatter. Before that, Brainiac with Vincent Come On Down. Before that, Elliot Smith with Between the Bars. Before that, The Jesus Lizard with Mouth Breather. Before that, Guided by Voices with A Salty Salute. Before that, The Palace Brothers with I Am a Cinematographer by Semi Request. But any, at any rate, it was For Crystal. Before that, uh, Sebado with Violet Execution. 
Before that, Pavement with Shady Lane. And that is where we left off. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, Kurt, or let's, uh, dovetail into, uh, sexually ambiguous, ambiguous autumn. Um, <laughs> and, uh, ambiguous autumn. <laughs> ambiguous autumn. Uh, asexual autumn. but we'll do so in style. <laughs> Here's a song to help you transition. Living Writers is next. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.
Woke up this morning, mama cleaned me night and day. Tune your radio to 88.3 at 7 p.m. every Monday evening for Yazoo City Calling, an hour-long show of blues roots music from the early half of the 20th century. Your rotating hosts include myself, Morgan Drake, and the show's creator, Jerry Mack. Come check it out. Are you a skateboarder, inline skater, or roller skater? Are you looking for a challenging, safe, and legal place to pursue your recreation of choice? Well, listen up. The Ann Arbor Skate Park Action Committee is a nonprofit coalition of skaters, parents, teachers, business, and community leaders dedicated to the development of a public skate park in Ann Arbor. is to build a free public concrete skate park as a permanent resource for residents in the Ann Arbor area. The skate park will be designed and built by an experienced skate park contractor and include local skaters in the design process. With your help, we can make a skate park in Ann Arbor a reality. For more information, visit www.atskatepark.org. That's www.a2skatepark.org. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers today. I'm so pleased to have in the studio Henry Grimes here and Margaret Davis Grimes and also Matt Endhall. Um, it's a special edition of Living Writers because um, Henry Grimes is coming through town. He'll be playing tonight at the Canterbury House. Matt, it's at 8 o'clock. Is that the, the showtime you've got promoted? Yes, the, the show starts at 8 o'clock. The doors are at 7.30. So, and come, come one, come all, uh, get there early, um, and be ready to enjoy a great, great night. Um, just as way of introduction, I'll start out briefly, and then we'll, we'll fill in some of the pieces of the, of the biography uh, as we go along. And, and Henry has a book out with Buddy's Knife, um, Signs Along the Road, Poems. Um, this book came out, I think, in the States in 2007. Is that right, Henry? So. Around then, so um, and so we'll hear some poems and we'll hear some music today. So, so it is. It's going to be kind of. I'm really excited. A great afternoon here, and thanks for joining us, Ann Arbor, and those streaming elsewhere. Um, Henry Grimes has played more than 330 concerts in 23 countries, including many festivals, since May of 2003, when he made his astonishing return to the music world after 35 years away. He was born and raised in Philadelphia and attended the Mousebaum School and Juilliard. 
a lot. Then he he uh, cut his chops uh, with with. The, he's one of the greats, basically, from the fifties and sixties, and played with names you'd recognize, like Benny Goodman, Don Cherry, uh, uh, Thelonious Monk, Charles Mingus. The list goes on. Um, and then there's those 35 years, and we'll get to some of that during the hour. Um, it, now he's received many honors in the recent years, including composer grants, um, a grant from the Acadia Foundation. He's been working uh, at, at universities like this one. He's, he's had residencies. And now Henry Grimes lives and teaches in New York City. And we're just so happy to have you here today, Henry and Margaret. Oh, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, thanks, Tina. <laughs> Oh, you just you just busted me, Margaret, with my name there. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, Matt, would you like to start us off with one of your questions about the about about music? Oh, sure. Um, I have a couple prepared here. Um, let me just bring some up. Um, I guess to go back um, and to do some some early biographical stuff, I wanted to ask uh, Henry um, how how you became interested in music as as a child. Or initially, uh, initially I was inspired by uh, my sister's high school. She was graduating from, uh, uh, I think it was uh, junior high school. I believe it was junior high school. Or, but anyway, she had a. Uh, she was. She was uh, uh, with her group. Her group was was a. Uh, wasn't her group musically. It was her group uh, as one of the. Uh, persons that, uh, you know, uh, but anyway, she was graduating, and uh, it was nothing but a bunch of violins. I uh, walked into this auditorium, and it was, seemed like a big, old swelling An ocean of, of violins? Yeah, there was uh, violins all over the place, you know, I've never seen uh, <laughs> anything like that, and I've been inspired by the playing the music and the violin that way, you know. And then, and your first teacher was Mr. Whitman on the violin, was it? Mr. Uh, my First teacher, his name was, um, uh, oh, what was his name now? Um, or, you know what, that's what I read. German, uh, a German name, uh, Littmann, uh, Professor oh. Uh, Littmann. Oh, okay. And then, okay. And, and, so, and that was when you were quite young on the violin. And then when did you discover the bass? When did the bass come into your life? Well, when I was in high school, I went to Massbaum, and uh, you had to take up these five instruments and... Uh, uh, bass was the one one that I showed out of five one and uh, you know while well, I came in there on violin and uh, during the time that I was there I switched to uh, I didn't switch to but I played uh, 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 English horn tuba percussion and uh, uh, one more um, bass. bass and was was it the bass that you just sent, like found a connection with? Was it almost instantaneous, or or uh, how yeah, did it I become? Because you're synonymous with bass, like you're the go-to yeah. guy. Well, I was being trained to uh, uh, have a, a big, uh, have a good professional status, you know, uh, as a musician, and uh, that's what I did, you know. And uh, uh, the bass was one that I switched into. Uh, that following grade, you know, from the violins, I started out with the violin, and uh, you know, I first went to school there with the with the violin, and then I, I started going through the bass and the and then one. and is that where what you also focused on when you were in Juilliard as well? Was it the yeah bass? the bass? Uh, 
Uh, I, I, I did a lot of uh, things uh, very interesting as I think of them. Um, uh, opera, I did a, a, for an opera orchestra, I did a, you know, a work and uh, I'd, do, I'd uh, do a lot of backup work for uh, opera singers. And and you were really young, right at that at that time. What were you like? Were it you was, like seventeen or so? Like uh, maybe yeah, about nineteen. nineteen. You mean when I went to, when I went to Juilliard, I was about nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Think, yeah. Okay. And then you were out playing these these gigs then, it, or it was just part of the regular school curriculum. Yeah. 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 It was very uh, very stimulating uh, thing to do. You know. When, when did you start writing poems, Henry? Uh, in, uh, around 1970. Uh, actually, I used to write a little bit before that, but I, I wouldn't call it writing. So, because well, you, when you were in high school, you also did a comic strip, right? With a the, comics, a, a comic, like a, a cartoon. Com- oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us about that? Because that sounds. Uh, so cool. Well, I'm, I'm out. I've been out of shape uh, doing that kind of thing. I don't want to say too much about. Uh, Cartooning. I mean, you have to be professional, you know. And uh, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to end up uh, end up uh, presenting something that's. Uh, that's okay because we can't get you to do any of that today because <laughs> it's. Like, it's only audio today. Uh, you'd be surprised how people ask me about that uh, cartooning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'd never think so, you know. You know, but. But you even wrote poems back then, or you you had a journal that uh, you used to write in, or. Uh, yeah, well, let's see, what was it? Uh, I think it was more cartooning than anything else. But uh, uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Too, it wasn't too much uh, of a literary stamp of work then. But uh, in 1970, I was in LA. That's when I uh, I switched to uh, the only thing I was doing was playing. I was uh, writing poetry, and uh, that's what I would call my music and how I. Uh, accept it, not not accept it, but how I had. A, I mean, if there was any reason to uh, no music for something, you know, it was the same as the violin or the bass or anything else, uh, I, which I didn't care about. You know, I just said, well, you know, bass is a, uh, music is music, and, and poetry, poetry is, is music. music. Music is poetry, and so forth. And was it um, like what was what was that? What was the reason with the the break with the music at that moment, and and the poetry came in as part of it. Looks like, seems like a continuation of the music, but um. uh, it, w- it was a continuation, uh, and that's the way I continued at the time. But at the time, if I wasn't doing something like that, um, I don't, I don't, I doubt it. It's doubtful if I would be uh, too sad anyway satisfied with any arrangement that uh, you know might occur because I'm not playing anything. So I wasn't getting any work, uh, any jobs from, from well, you anybody. You didn't have a bass at that time. Uh, it yeah. was broken and you... And well, you, that, um, you know, since 1970, you know. And right. So that's when you didn't have the bass and, and, and not a violin at that time. So the, the writing came... Could, could we hear one of your poems, Henry? Yeah, do you, I have... Uh, I don't know if, if if there's if there's a poem from Do it from here, dear. from that time, uh, Henry. Do you have? Because some of I noticed in the book, um, are these 
are these poems that you'll be reading, Henry? Are they part yeah. of the collection, Signs Along the Road? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so you can order this online. Um, uh, the press is Buddy's Knife, Signs Along the Road. Uh. That's a newer one. You might want to do one from that time. Let's yeah, this, see. this is good. You want to do that one? Okay. Uh, signs along the road being put there. Signs read all along, as roadside signs are claimed to an absolute newness and mastery of all mystery, as signs are the ones that you see go down the road with you, as are trumped all universal sorts of energy that emerges from them, are mystery, I said, as I thought if I would ever see her again, and the condition of them being put there seen all along the highway. Signs are called, then, these original works of art designed to snare and hold the human heart before, like on a prior occasion when you have seen them in the city's heart, you know out there they are the same as seen all along the highway. You are so naive, we who are the country born, clumping even all the fallen leaves coming along the roadside way. And lo, the bend is steep, and all along the silent time the earth had grown terrifically, battered and green, the life we lead as seen all along the highway. And when can it be that I will see her again, thinking only of to myself, trying to remember all the shades of scenes put there and filter in through the warm sunlight of her art, uh, apartment by trying a desire to clamp them into time Altogether, all the hard things, all the soul, as seen all along the highway. Thank you, Henry. Welcome. And so, so the writing, uh, what, what did it mean to you at that time? Because there was, like, maybe we'll, maybe this, talking about the 70s, I know, a whole decade to talk about mm. it once, but what, what did it, like, the, the writing mean to you then? Uh... Well, I look at all of the uh, uh, all of the library material on what writers are, and uh, that's I mean, uh, uh, well, basically, uh, basically, I study what writers are while while studying poets. You know, what poets are. Poets are writers, so I I do this library material, and uh, oh, so you, would you go to the like the the L.A. Public Library and and yeah. and hang out and do like a, a like yeah. your own study session then. yeah i uh, i'd go to uh, this uh, library in los angeles and uh, uh you know like that and then have these notebooks where you maybe can like continued the conversation from i don't know the ideas and the books that you were reading at the time mm-hmm. and yeah how many notebooks did you come up with during this time i uh we well, have about 90 at home handwritten notebooks maybe. A lot of uh, these. These are just some of them, and um, uh, signs along the road. Uh, but uh, you know, there's some others I like to get uh, published as well. Yeah, yeah, I think I, you know, I could gauge that a little way, a little bit. You know, get uh, you know, uh, 
sort of balance good effects with better effects or so forth. Henry, when you're writing, do, are you um, are you you're writing and then reading them aloud, like hearing the rhythms of the language? Like how how important because. Because poetry is, it's for the ear, isn't mm-hmm. it? Not just yeah. to be on a page. Yeah. And so how do you work when you're, you're work, like, how, can, maybe, can you explain it, like, like in music terms, uh, or, I don't know, what what's the best well, way? Well, I studied, uh, one, to- uh, one term, for instance, that uh, struck me as uh, very inspiring to know about was, uh, um, uh, the poet's, uh, uh, the poets poets would say that what you what you play is uh, uh, it's uh, let me see how can I'm trying to exp- uh, I, I I know exactly what, I, what I'm trying to say I explained this to myself many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's- it's uh, different sitting here with us all just listening yeah. in on the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Is it did um it, is it poets had told you something about the music that poets the, and you books. played? Oh, poets. Okay, the, right. Uh, uh, just I was just thinking of this one very good line that uh got through got to them through to me uh you know was uh, from through books and uh I was trying to it was very uh precise uh can you remember? Oh, the when line? you talk, uh, when 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 you read your poetry, um, what you do is read read it to your audience, and it's just like you're talking to someone. Not, just, you know, you're not just reading uh, words that go. You know, you have to give it some umph. You yeah, know? you're yeah. infusing and, the uh, soul in it. Yeah, and the and rhythms. That, yeah, and that uh, thing is. Uh, very forceful imagination, because when you 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 know you you have to imagine that you're talking to someone, and you might you know you might have done this uh, with ten poems, but what I mean is every time I write it, I do it you know with one poem you know, and that's to be the would be the poem that I was writing with then you know at that moment. Right, and you bring it to each poem. Yeah, writing. Yeah. Well, well, Henry, let why don't we take a short break, and then mm-hmm. when we come back, would you mind playing no. um, something for us? And so, so we'll we'll take a short break, and we'll be back. You're listening to Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today on the program, we've got Henry Grimes, and we'll be back.
Good afternoon. Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. Today, Henry Grimes is on the program. You're listening to WCBN. Thank you. 
Thank you, Henry. It's wonderful. Thank you, Henry. Henry, what Yay. is what is that piece? What is that called? What what is that? It's something I heard uh, around. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's something I heard around the uh, canyons of New York, especially downtown, where you have a lot of uh, 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 Arab, Arabian, and uh, Indian flutes. I heard something I heard around there. Uh, so do these like pieces of music come to you, you're walking along, and then you start feeling how it would be in the violin? Or how does it happen, yeah. Henry? Uh, well, the way it happens with that kind of music, uh, uh, some music that it trains your abilities uh, and uh, teaches all the music you ever learned in your life, you know, when you uh, play, uh, you know, uh, uh, listen to what is being played, uh, you know it's not uh, under any commercial tags. <laughs> and you listen to something that comes from Arabia, you know, or, you know, even comes from, uh, even coming from, um, uh, you know, the, the place of Sinbad the Sailor was first came. To, what, what's his, what was his name? I can't, oh, I mean, what's the name of that country? Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Middle Eastern music like that, Chinese, Mexican you know what it and it sounds like the experience of watching and listening to you henry i don't i don't know if if the same for for you all here um it was as if so much of life was um compacted into this moment like a, almost a complete lifetime or something in that one song uh, i hear yeah i hear that i, I agree Thank, thanks for thanks for playing. Do you, do you want to um, do you want to read another poem, Henry, or or, or do you okay. want to do the do you want to play some bass now? I'll play some bass. Let, the... Yeah. Okay, that would be great. That Matt, um, while we're while Henry's setting up, um, feel free to jump in with any music questions, please. Okay. <laughs> Bring your expertise to the table, and you too, Margaret. I'll also jump in just to say, uh, just to remind everybody of the concert tonight, uh, which is happening at the Canterbury House. Uh, which is at the corner of uh, Huron and Thayer Streets, right by the construction that's happening down there. Uh, the doors are at 7.30, um, and the concert will start at 8 o'clock. So hope to see everybody there. Henry will do exactly what he's doing here, but right before your eyes. And much differently. Oh, yes. <laughs> is it always different, then? Always. Always different. So, Henry, what are you going to... Um, do you know, 
What are you going to play for us now? Uh, I'm going to uh, continue to explore that mode of. So now on the bass, we'll hear that same mode yeah. on the bass now. Wonderful. Thank you.
Thank you, Henry. Wow. Did you, so was that a piece that you just just made then, just created then, uh, Henry, or how, how did that? A part of it, a part of a piece that I, I haven't written out. In either case, uh, uh, of which uh, it is, I haven't written it out yet, but uh, it's, uh, I've been improvising uh, things, you know, which is. So, so those New York City caverns, like that cavern of sound, is what is it you're obsessed with right now? Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I hope to uh, write them, you know, and that's sort of uh, it's what uh, it sort of drives me crazy in a sense, you know, over the music, but not you know, not over anything too weird, you know, crazy, but uh, to music, you know. Uh, Henry, that's that's something that I wanted to ask you about as well. Um, the uh, the the degree to which your music is improvised uh, versus the the amount of which is composed, and it's probably a combination of the two. But I'm wondering if you could um, talk a bit about um, the material that you go in, like as you stand and you're ready to play. I wonder if you could talk about the kind of material that's going through your head, if anything. Um, some some people prefer to clear their minds completely, so I'm just wondering if you could talk about that. Uh, the main part of that music for me is uh, the thumb and index, index finger. Uh, you know, it's a lot of mu- uh, music and your, your art of what your fingers understand and make you understand and you've got some calluses there too, right? Is that is that right? I haven't seen your hands up close yet. <laughs> uh, these days I'm in very good shape. Nothing, uh, nothing has happened like that uh, at all. In fact, very very little. So um, I just wanted to mention thanks to Scott Brown for lending Henry this beautiful bass. Absolutely. Because we weren't able to bring Henry's own beloved green bass, olive oil, which was given to him by William Parker because we came in a tiny yellow car driven by our friend Joe, (laughs) and she wouldn't fit. So thanks, Scott. What's it like playing another, like this is an olive oil, and so were some of the sounds or the strength of the sounds surprising to you, Henry, or what? Uh... Is, let me hear that again. Well, when you were using Scott's bass here, is it was it, it was it different to play on it than it would be if you were playing oh, olive oil? It's, or? Uh, it's it, it's wonderful bass. Uh, it's uh, I I enjoy it uh, at, at least as much as much as uh, olive oil. This is wonderful, wonderful instrument. It seems like you're transported when you're when you're in, you're almost in the instrument. Yeah. When you're there with it. It starts. Uh, it's the instrument itself creates this magic flying carpet, uh, a carpet, you know, and you get on it and fly. all, you know, it takes you on a trip, you know, which is I know that's a trip. Henry was doing a couple trips on a residency at Berkeley College of Music and. A student got kind of upset, and he wanted to know. He said, Henry, how can you play something you don't know? I mean, how can you play something you never heard before? I mean, how can you how can you do what you're doing? He was kind of outraged because he was so educated, you know, and he mm-hmm. thought you had to look at charts and learn from someone else's solo. Mm-hmm. So did, Henry said... What did you say? Henry said the instruments know a lot. 
That's what I was just saying. Right. It's very true, yeah. So you have to trust in a way, somehow, or oh, maybe I, trust yourself? I teach, it to, I teach it to be, you have to play a, a beginning and a plain ending. And uh, that is easier, you know, if you don't know. If it, but not, it's not easier if you don't know what I mean or or never, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. might block your experience channels, you know, for one thing. But that's that's the thing. How how who who meant the most to you? Like, was able? What, did you have a, a mentor for music, or was it something that you made yourself with your instruments? Like, how? What was your path? To uh, it? Well, it was uh, coming from uh, the music, jazz music, and. Uh, that, uh, that that what you're asking me is jazz. That's that's all I know about it. You know, it's jazz. Are are there any moments from? Because I know that you've played with so so many people. Are there any moments that, um, that you that you come back to in your mind that with some of these people, some of them now gone, um, but like like Mingus or, uh, mm. or yeah. Oh, well, in that uh, I I like to keep them with me. You know. It might be Mingus, or or it might be uh, Jerry Mulligan, or you know groups like that. This one, uh, Miles Davis. And how do you do that? Shed. How do you keep them with you? By uh, just by not not uh, defueling their musical ex- uh, extravagances as they exist within me, you know myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know I have a. It's not experience. It's. Uh, it's non-experience, you know, something that uh, you never uh, experienced before, and so you can just play it in improvising. Um, and they're with you still. Yeah, just improvising is a very good teacher. Mm-hmm. Best, the best teacher, I think. It's an unconscious knowledge. It's not conscious or unconscious, but it is both. Some, maybe it's some uh, planetary. Thing you know, like uh, like sunrise, dead, you know. Yeah. And you have to be brave. It seems like. Yeah. To to well, risk yeah, being uh, open to you, it. After it starts feeding feeding you, you start going happy up there, you know, and on, on the <laughs> bandstand. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you just sort of not know? Like you're just gonna play the song until it's finished, like an unaware of what's going on around you. Uh, yeah. Ideally, yeah. Is that what it's like when you're making a poem, too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everything. Uh, a poem is everything I've ever, you know, if I've ever played anything, a poem goes, in, you know, into it, and then it's, you know, the poem that made it music. Do you feel like reading another poem, Henry? Yeah, I was just Do thinking you? that. He is the one that... Uh, um, well, we're let get, me... Uh, we're getting the notebook here. here. Oh, okay. For, and let's see. And so I'll just mention again, um, Henry's book is available from Buddy's Knife Press, Signs Along the Road. Apologia Pro Vita Sua, somewhere between 1984 and 1999. The poet gives to his gifted eye the poet, or rather the magnetism of attraction and attraction power. In unctuous coals and burning flame, he reached a narrow fame, and, or, 
the marrow's frame, phantoms of sublimity. A natural relation is constructed between sound and sense. Decontextualization. One may therefore find a poem that causes a fusion between the line of equilibrium and the same one of an inattention that takes place spiritually as mentally as well as in spontaneity. That's, that was my version of an apology of Pro Vita to it. Yeah, um, like a, a manifesto. And a, a, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, and so it, I love how also in the book and, and what you just said sometime between 1984 and 99, I think, yeah. I love that, how it's like this, this sense of time that, that's in, in all the poems in your book because yeah. you, you, you choose to place them but not very particularly. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, I, I evolved this method of, uh, of, of, of causing my uh, meditation to come true in, uh, in uh, you know, those meditations. And uh, that's what happens. Right. And so are you writing all the time now that you're also playing music? Are you able to do both, like still with the poems yeah, I, I, and with the composer? I do what I do now, I do is on a sort of a continuation of what I did in between 1988 and, excuse me, uh, sometime, uh, you know, between 1988 and 1999. And uh, it, it, uh, uh, it, well, just, you know, it just comes to me that... Uh, that, you know, poet, poetic vision is uh, easier to handle uh, without name tags, you know, labels. It, labels, it, it, seem, it seems like uh, that there's been some really hard times, Henry, that, that you've had, and almost like an, an, a, a loss of, uh, of, like this, the loss of the bass or the, the violin, like these, these real outlets that, mm-hmm. that you have, but that you seem... Not at all. Uh, like you, you seem so. Like you have this spirit of hope, where that's not something that's apparent at all. Mm, um, true. Is it? It seems like the way. Like I don't mean this to sound at all cheesy, and I don't know how to say it except that it seems like you have like this way mm. and this being of the artist that so many people want, but what they sometimes confuse with careerism or I don't know what else, but 